Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. President Trump's new immigration proposal seems to be over before it's begun. Even Republicans are not taking it as a serious effort to pass legislation. Here's Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn. I think it's obviously just a a start, um, but rather than have these debates over how do we compromise between border security and and immigration, uh, uh, you know, benefits, uh, I think it's a clear statement of what our immigration policy should be. Joining me is Leon Fresco, a partner at Holland and Knight and the former Deputy Assistant Attorney General for the Office of Immigration Litigation at the Justice Department. Leon, under Trump's proposal, green card applicants would be evaluated on this new point system with a two-step process, beginning with a civics test and a background check. How would this work? Well, the, the quite frankly, it would be very, very difficult to administer because at the end of the day, what happens is in a lot of these countries that use point systems, you would normally have to reach a certain threshold of points and then you'd come into that country. But here you'd have to first go through the civics and background test. Then you'd have to start giving all of these different credentials and proving you have them, like that you have a work offer, that you have a degree that qualifies, that your age is your age, etc. That would all be given a certain amount of points. And then you'd be ranked amongst other people also applying for a limited set of green cards. And then every six months or so, they'd have a sort of, okay, let's take the top 50,000 people who are ranked for this six-month period. And the point is, from beginning to end, that will actually end up taking two to three years before someone who actually started this process would be able to get a green card from this process. So it's actually almost impossible to administer. Today, a federal appeals court ruled against Trump ending the DACA program, saying the administration acted in an arbitrary and capricious manner. But there is no plan for the dreamers in Trump's current proposal. What kind of a gap does that leave? Well, it leaves a huge gap because at the end of the day, it has always been very, very difficult to get bipartisan consensus on immigration unless you have basically three elements. You need to have something on enforcement, something that makes it for better for the economy, for the business community, and something for the compassionate side of the immigration equation. And those are the only bills that have ever actually either passed in the House or the Senate, the ones that have something in each of those areas. And if you try to leave one of those critical areas out of immigration legislation, it never passes. Is there any proposal in this legislation for what the Trump administration Republicans have complained about, what they call catch and release? Well, they're certainly trying to, in all of these Republican bills, including this proposal, they're trying to get at two or three things. Number one, that families who are apprehended at the border can be detained together, regardless of how much the length of time is, until their case is decided. Right now it's limited to 20 days. And the other main one that they try to do is that unaccompanied minors who are currently not able to be removed on an expedited basis would be re-permitted, so the law would return to what it was before 2008, to be removed on an expedited basis, meaning within 10 days or so, if they cannot clearly articulate an asylum claim. 
Looking at a recent poll, this surprised me. According to the poll by Economist YouGov that was released earlier this month, 13% of Americans said immigration was the most important issue for them, that trails only health care among the top priorities. Does that mean that President Trump has succeeded in bringing it to national attention across the board? Absolutely. Uh, I tell people this all the time, which is this is the first president in my lifetime that's actually had immigration as their most important issue. And this is since the Internet. This is the first president that's had immigration as an Internet page issue on the White House website. And so certainly when the president talks about something constantly, it's going to become a top issue in certain people's minds. But I think even amongst those people's minds, well, they look at it and they say, well, what's actually been done on this issue in the last two years? And people start to realize that whether you take a compassion only or enforcement only solution, it won't work, which is why the enforcement only approach so far has led to more people being apprehended as opposed to less people being apprehended. There was a a series of tweets from Trump after his speech suggesting new actions to crack down on illegal immigrants. In one tweet, he said, please do not make yourselves too comfortable. You'll be leaving soon. And a White House spokesman left open the possibility that Trump might use an arcane law called the Insurrection Act to allow him to use the military to remove illegal immigrants. Is that even doable? So for hundreds of years, we've had this concept called posse comitatus, which is that you cannot use the military to enforce U.S. domestic laws. And secondly, we have statutes in place that when someone is coming to the United States to seek asylum, that certain processes have to be followed until that person can be removed. And so by using an Alien and Insurrection Act, unless you've actually seen evidence that some significant group of people are trying to actually overthrow the government of the United States by force, then that would not work. In fact, we've had threats much worse than this during the Cold War, and no such actions were used. And so there would be no basis, no judge worth any law degree would ever actually allow Alien and Insurrection laws to be used during this period when it's just people are seeking asylum. Leon, we've seen a term where the Supreme Court has evaded a lot of controversial issues. Are they likely to take up DACA? Well, if there ends up being a circuit split on DACA, I think for sure. But even if the administration says that this is so important to the government, you have to take it up, then still it's highly, highly likely they will take it up. But the only thing is, by the time DACA gets decided, which would be sometime in either June of 2020 or later, then there will basically be a referendum on this issue as part of the general election. And so at the end of the day, we won't really know the fate of DACA until the next presidential uh, term. All right. Thanks so much, Leon. As always, it's great to have you on. That's Leon Fresco. He's partner at Holland and Knight, and he was the former deputy assistant AG for the Office of Immigration Litigation at the Justice Department. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.